3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
2: The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio on WGR Sports Radio 550.
4: Jets drop an eight. And the pass is complete to Shakir. Gets away from the tackle to the 40. 35 30. Doubles back to the 20. Still loose. He's going all the way for the touchdown.
5: 81 yards to Paynard. Khalil
2: Shakir. Wow.
4: Chris Brown on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network last Sunday. Bills beat the New York Jets to get back on the winning track. 32 6, the final score. Bills in Philadelphia. On Sunday, 4.25 p.m. kickoff. Of course, pregame coverage all day right here on WGR and along the Buffalo Bills radio network. Sal Capaccio, back with you on WGR. Football Friday today, presented by Tops Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. But uh, we are juggling a lot today that's going on. And our guy Paul Hamilton is now actually um, clear to talk to us about Zach Benson. So we didn't know we'd have Paul this morning. But we are fortunate enough because Paul, as I've been telling everybody, had it earlier today that Zach has said he is staying with the Sabres. I'll let Paul talk about that as he joins me here on the Western Hotline. All right, Paul, you're down at the arena. You spoke with Zach Benson. Uh, deadline has come and passed, basically, for his final game. Unless they want to keep him here, what's happening?
1: Yeah, so uh, we were, everything in the morning skate indicated that he was going to be around. He took his regular line shift with Middlestat and Paterka. And then was on the number two power play. That especially is telling because he wouldn't have practiced the power play. Right. If he wasn't going to be on it tonight. And then of course, when he came into the locker room, he confirmed it for us that yes, he is going to play his 10th game. Now they could have kept him around as long as he didn't play that 10th game. Mm -hmm. Uh, he would, he would be taking up a roster spot, uh, to, to do, to do that. So they could have taken longer with the decision, but really Sal, if you look at it, why would you need to? I mean, uh, That's right. they, they wanted to use those last three games as a final barometer because they hadn't made a decision yet. And he had points in all three games and assist in the first two each. And a goal, that beautiful goal that he scored, his first NHL goal, he scored in Washington. And he just keeps getting better and better. He's got five points in those nine games. But Granato pointed out it was the plays that he made before the goal that really were impressive to him. Uh, he said he he went on the forecheck at both sides of the of the wall, first on the left-wing side and then on the right-wing side, and he said he, he caused the turnover, and he said watching him and what he did there, it was elite thinking on his part. And he says 18-year-olds don't normally think like that in the NHL to be that tenacious and understand where they need to be to cause the turnover. And that's the one thing I've noticed with him. He is a very smart player and his size doesn't get in his way. I mean, there was one play in Washington where he got knocked down, but he protected the puck still. He never lost the puck, but mm-hmm. yet he got knocked down on the play and just got right back up with the puck. You know, he was able to protect it and, and continue on, on his way. So. And Granado also talked about today, and he's spoken about this before, that if he wasn't responsible defensively, he wouldn't be here. And he said most 18-year-olds are not. He said, but that just shows you how advanced he is in his thinking and the way he plays and the way he's trained. So uh, he's good at both ends of the ice. For me, I thought it was a no-brainer. but. You know, I know not I think you know, Kevin Adams doesn't call me and ask my opinion. <laughs> so, uh, no, but,
4: but here it is a good question. I wonder when, did, when do you think they made their decision, Paul? Have they get, did they, now, they might tell you, um, you know, he, we had to really run it up to the deadline. I get it, but do you think their decision was made or was maybe that game in Washington the crucial moment in the game where they said, you know what?
1: We got to do this. We got to keep this kid. I think, in their minds, they probably had made it, uh, especially with the two games he had played coming coming off injury he you could tell he played hurt for a little bit there, and then he sat out for a while. he wasn 't himself, and then he came back and was so much better, you know in these last three games, yeah, and uh, maybe even after that first game back, you could see it and you know Kevin Adams he he does things you know he likes to sit down with his staff. They like to kick things around and be honest with each other and then sit down with the coaching staff and do the same. Uh, he He doesn't want to just be told you're right, you're right. He wants to hear differing opinions if you have them. So that I think probably waited till after the ninth game. But uh, in his head, I would think he was thinking, yeah, this is looking pretty good uh, for him to be staying here. Something really goofy would have to happen for it not.
4: All right, Paul. So before we get you out of here, and I appreciate you uh, being available so quickly here, a couple things on tonight. Sabres-Penguins, 6 o'clock puck drop down at the arena. Uh, You have a note on Dylan Cousins as well. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, I chatted with him. He came out with the half shield that he always wears and not the full shield. That thing has really bothered his play. It's not an excuse, folks. It's really not. I have worn that thing. It it takes away all your peripheral vision. You can't look down to line up a one-timer. It it really does take away from what you're trying to do. And uh, he he couldn't have been happier, you know, that – He's finally rid of that thing, and uh, he he will be able to go forward now with just what he normally used to wear. And I think fans will be able to see his game open up a little bit more again where Mm -hmm. he's not turning the puck over because he couldn't see a guy coming from the left, or he doesn't fan on one-timers. He's been fanning on a lot of one-timers. He did score on one the other night. He connected on it from – a circle where Thompson normally is on the power play, but he's fanned on a lot of them too. And it's because that little black bar that was around his chin, he couldn't see down on it. And uh, so I would expect you're going to really see improved play from him just because he's going to have his arsenal back that he can work with. And then goaltending tonight, Paul. Yeah. Lukainen was in the starters net. So it looks like they might be back to the two man rotation. Uh, they had put Comrie in in Winnipeg, which I would have, too, against his old team. He played so well there last year. So uh, but it looks like, uh, you know, then Lukanen played and then Levi played and now we're back to Lukanen. So it looks like they might be back to the two man rotation.
4: All right, Paul. Uh, short and sweet. I appreciate you jumping on right now. We got to run. I got a few other things to get to, but thank you so much. And everybody can follow your reports at Paul Hamilton uh, on Twitter at Pham1717 and WGR550.com. Enjoy the game tonight. I know we're going to be headed down there. Should be a fun night at the arena. No problem. Take care, Sal. All right. That is Paul Hamilton. And Paul's appearances, as always, on WGR are brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Planning for your future is about more than just money. Let Equitable be your guide. And by Raylax Honda, Raylax. We got this. I gotta relax a little bit because I'm mad that last week I went two and one in my um three dog was it oh did I go three and oh no one and two no nope. no' oh, no it was two and one that's right wait I'm looking at the wrong wrong week uh two and one last week in my three dog picks. I don't have them written down here, but I remember writing them down earlier, but the one loss was the uh what did I say earlier? One point. Oh, yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had Tampa Bay plus 12. They lost by 13. I had the Eagles plus three and a half. Remember that one Monday night? They wound up winning on the field against the Chiefs. And my other winner was the Vikings against the Broncos. I had the Vikings plus a, a few points, and they only wound up winning, uh, losing by one to the Denver Broncos. So there you go. I went two and one last week. So that puts my record at 16 and 16 overall. Alright, are you ready? Here we go, Josh. Let's do it. Three Dog Thursday on a Friday before we get to Patrick Hammer on the other side of this to talk about the weather this weekend. Okay, I think the the theme of this Three Dog is maybe about what the other team is, not the team I'm picking, right? I mean, that happens a lot of times. You're like, wait a minute, you're giving me points? That team's not that good. Why are they giving up points? So, uh, too many there. So... um. I'll kind of stick with it that way. But let's start here, all right? I know I took him last week, and I'm mad at him, but I'm going to stick with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because it's really more about the team they're playing. It's the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, last time we saw the Colts, they were scoring 10 points and beating the New England Patriots in Germany 10-6, and they could not move the ball. I mean, they don't have a particularly really good offense. Um, that it, I mean, earlier in the year, I should say, they they had, they've scored points and things like that, but I don't think that they have the kind of offense. that's super sustainable. I know that they've beaten some bad teams. They have scored some points here and there, but overall, I just, I mean, I guess maybe against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whose defense isn't that good. I'm kind of rambling on this game right now. The reason why I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I just don't think the Indianapolis Colts should be winning a game here by more than, you know, a field goal against Tampa Bay. I think it's two kind of poor teams, even though Indy's record overall is five and five. Um, Tampa Bay hasn't shown much as of late, but they can throw the ball a little bit. They can stay in games. They lost you know, 13 points, like I said, to San Francisco. I had them plus 12. This isn't San Francisco. They're playing against Indianapolis. So I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're getting two and a half points. I mean, I don't love this, but I like it better than a lot of them. I just think it's more about the Colts. I don't see the Colts running away from them, but I'll take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus two and a half. Okay. How about the Tommy DeVito-led New York Giants? They're getting three and a half points against the New England Patriots. The Patriots are so bad. They're so bad. The Patriots have scored more than 20 points. Heck, they've they've scored more than 20 points one time this year. One. That was against the Buffalo Bills. SMH. I mean, come on. Patriots have scored more than 19 points twice. They scored 20 in the opener against the Eagles, and then they scored 29 against the Bills. 29. That was it. Otherwise, you know what the Patriots have scored this year? 6-17, 17-17, 0-3, 15-17. 6-17, 17-17, 0-3, 15-17. That's it. And the New York Giants, actually their defense isn't that bad. And here's the other reason. I just, Bill Belichick annoys the heck out of me sometimes. You know what he said today? He's asked who's going to start. I don't reveal starters at every position. Dude, it's the quarterback. It's Friday. You have a game on Sunday. You can't tell the media who's starting at quarterback. It's not like your team is 8-2 and two and you're secretive. You're 2 and stinking 8. I mean, you, you can't operate like you're winning Super Bowls all the time now. Who's playing quarterback? Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, it doesn't matter. Tommy DeVito on the other side for the New York Giants. Give, give Brian Dable credit. Give the Giants coaching staff credit for what they've been able to do with Tommy DeVito playing quarterback. Last week, 31-19 over the Washington Commanders. By the way, breaking news, Commanders have fired Jack Del Rio, their defensive coordinator, and after the last couple of weeks, you can see why they've done that. But Tommy DeVito... New York Giants, they're getting 3.5 points against the New England Patriots. This should be a lower-scoring game. You know what I always like to say about low-scoring games. If you have a low-scoring game, I'll take more points. Just the nature of the beast. I'll take 3.5. The Giants getting 3.5 against the New England Patriots. Okay, and then finally, I am doing it. Josh, I'm doing it. I'm putting my chips down on Tim Stinkin' Boyle today. And the New York Jets against the Miami Dolphins. I'm getting nine and a half with Tim Boyle. Do people realize that the Miami Dolphins' offense, that was obviously just unbelievable early this season, 70 points, 36 points, 31, 42, since they scored 42 against Carolina, they've scored 17, 31, 14, and 20. Yes, 31 against the Patriots. They've broken 20 points. Once in their last four weeks. And now they get one of the best defenses in the league. Yes, the Bills played very well against the Jets. Scored 32 points. But Miami, no Devin Chan, Devon Achan. Uh, they're f- traveling to New York. A little bit colder weather. Black Friday here. The Jets, their backs are against the wall. They have to win. Pressure is on in the organization. And they're turning to Tim Boyle. Boiler up, baby. He should have gone to Purdue. Boiler up with Tim Boyle. In fact, I'm... Th- Do you know who Susan Boyle is? Josh, you know who Susan Boyle is? You ever heard of her? It sounds familiar, but I don't know off the top of my head. Susan Boyle was on Britain's Got Talent, and she was amazing. And this woman who looks like she's, you're like, what is this woman? She's like some random lady. She's not like some superstar looking woman going out there and like, oh, yeah, you can tell she's going to like belt it. And she had one of the most amazing voices ever. Tim Boyle needs to be Susan Boyle today. This isn't Britain's Got Talent. This is America's Got Talent. This is the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 on Black Friday at home against the Miami Dolphins. I'm taking the Jets plus nine and a half. This is about a change to Tim Boyle, a little bit of energy. They're mad. Uh, You got Brees Hall apologizing to teammates, basically, or to fans for the way they played last week. I'm going to take the Jets getting nine and a half against a Miami Dolphins team that really has not been great on offense as of late and they're missing their top running, well, most of it, I guess, is their top, but they're one of their best running backs, one of their best weapons. So there you go. Jets plus nine and a half on Black Friday. Buccaneers plus two and a half. Giants plus three and a half. What do you
6: think? I can't wait until, like, I don't know, like, let's say, like, 437. You're going to tweet out, why did I pick the Jets? and it's just all going to come crashing down. Like, it's just, I don't know. I have no faith in them. I have Garrett Wilson on all three of my fantasy teams, and I regret that pick so much. Like, I just, I don't see I don't see that going well for you. I'm sorry, but I just don't see it going
4: well. Okay. Well, Garrett Wilson was dealing with an injury last week. He didn't play very well against the Bills, but he was dealing with that elbow injury too, so... We'll see what uh, what it what, it's, what it holds in store for him this week.
6: I like the other I like the other two you had, but I just I don't you know. like those. I, I I just don't like I don't like the Jets. I'm sorry. I just I can't. nine and a half.
4: No, but N- but it's the Dolphins. Like they're going to win I, by I just, they're going to lose know. by twenty or thirty. But but wait wait I do want to say again. What have the Dolphins done over the last month to to have this? I mean I get it. Like they have this incredible offense and what they've done and early in the season they're scoring seventy points. What have they done over the last month to to make everybody be so afraid of them? They, it looks like a fairly pedestrian offense over the last month right no yeah you're right I I just I I don't know I I
6: don't think that the Jets have given us anything to say oh well they'll be fine like Tim Boyle's stats like you, you made the joke of like you know boil it up or or whatever he should have gone to Purdue he boil wasn't good up, enough baby. to go to Purdue he, he he didn't do anything in college <laughs> like <laughs> he didn't I, know. I, I, I just I don't know I I don't think like yes you're right the Dolphins haven't done much but neither of the Jets so who knows? Maybe if they No, I know that. Yank, Believe me.
4: I know the Jets are not good on offense. They're horrible. If
6: they offense. yank him and put Trevor Simeon in, maybe that'll help you, but I don't know. I
4: mean I could eat my words here,
6: you know, you never you never know. But I like I said, I like the other two you
4: picked. Uh yeah, for sure. So you got um games uh one game today, Dolphins, Jets. That's the Black Friday game. It's the first ever Black Friday game. Three o'clock in New York. You got the you got some interesting games on Sunday in the AFC: Steelers, Bengals, Jags, Texans is a big one. I don't. I mean, I took the Bucks, but I don't. I couldn't find another one I really love. You know, the other one I like. I, the other one I debated was Steelers, Bengals. I was going to take the Bengals plus a point and a half because I just. I, I mean, but without without uh, Joe Burrow, eh, I couldn't pull the trigger on that one. So there you go: Jets plus nine and a half, Bucks plus two and a half, Giants plus three and a half. Patrick Hammer. WGRZ-TV2 chief meteorologist joins us here on the Western Hotline to give us a rundown on the weather this weekend in Philly. What's going on? Hope you had a great Thanksgiving.
5: Oh, it was a good, good Thanksgiving. I love the Susan Boyle reference. She looked like Miss Doubtfire, right? And gets on that stage and sings one of the, had the best vocal I think I've ever heard. She sounded like an angel.
4: Oh, she was amazing. She was amazing I mean, and if nobody, if anybody has ever seen it, go type in Susan Boyle on YouTube and watch her audition it's phenomenal right,
5: right again, she appears and you're like, okay, you know she's got a kind of a uh anyway <laughs> again missed out fires she's got to have an
4: average she's got an average look here, the lady from london she's ready to you know i mean you know you run into her at the grocery store, have a nice conversation then bam, there's the voice right
5: it was amazing it was amazing. All right. So, um, yeah, the big uh, snowstorm that we were a week ago (laughs) could have happened today. And as you know, we did express doubt and uncertainty when you and I last spoke uh, Friday. But, yeah, that was a a big uh, no-show with uh, uh, what could have been a a significant lake effect snow event going on like right now. It's failed to materialize. So, yeah, the weather uh, for Thanksgiving, it's been kind of cloudy and cool, but uh, all in all, it's been pretty decent, I would say, uh, for the uh, for all the right. holiday. Now, for the game, um, yes. it is going to be a close call. It is going to be a close call. Um, what do you mean? We have a, um, a weather system that's going to be rolling through uh, here on Sunday late afternoon, and it's going to pick up uh, some rain chances. That same system – However, is going to draw up some moisture and bring rain to Philadelphia, but right now it appears it's kind of got a seven o'clock start time, which would be at the very end of the game or maybe after mm-hmm. the game. So uh, you know, four twenty. I mean, I'm just trying to think about last uh, Sunday. You know, when the game ended, um, you know, seven o'clock and you know, they were still playing. So it looks dry for uh, the game, the start of the game, but there is going to be a threat of some light rain developing, uh, maybe tail end of the third quarter or into the fourth quarter um, on Sunday. Doesn't look heavy, but there could be some wet weather at the end of the game.
4: How about temps and wind?
5: (laughs) Uh, Temperatures look uh, doable, comfortable. We're in the uh, probably mid 40s. Similar uh, uh, to what uh, Orchard Park was like uh, last Sunday and very little wind. So it does not look like it's going to um, uh, be a windy game. It's just, again, there's a chance of a little uh, light rain later on. So wind is not an issue. Temperatures, you know, comfortable. We're in the 40s. Uh, but it could get a little slippery. Again, this is such a close call. I mean, it's right at like 7, which is, you know, some of those mm-hmm. games are winding down at seven, but uh, the fourth quarter could get uh, could get wet. I would pack Sal uh, for your on field stuff for a chance of a little uh, light rain late in the game.
4: OK, so but nothing not monsoon or anything. I'm not going to be like getting drenched on necessarily.
5: Doesn't look okay. like that. I mean, light to moderate, but again. As long as we don't have all those referee intermissions like we had last Sunday and the game keeps pace, maybe, we'll, uh, maybe uh, this game will wrap up before the rain actually begins. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a close call. All
4: right. Uh, real quick, because uh, we only have a couple minutes here, i got to have Sean McDermott come aboard at 1130. By week next week. People are here. Buffalo, I know, uh, you know, just a chance to reset. What's the weather look like going forward here in Western New York?
2: So
5: uh, next week is going to be a little more uh, wintry around here. Um, The rain that comes in here later Sunday will transition to some snow showers, it appears, Sunday night and into Monday. We'll likely see some lake effect snow on Monday. Right now it appears it will be focused south of Buffalo. So for Monday, let's go cloudy and cool, perhaps a few snow showers, but steady accumulating snow will be south. However, Monday night and into Tuesday, uh, lake effect snow could uh, wander up into the mm. Buffalo Metro. So look for a, a chance of snow showers Tuesday and Wednesday and then possibly even Thursday. Doesn't look mm. major, doesn't look uh, impactful in terms of travel, but uh, we are going to, uh, you know, coat up the uh, the uh, the area with some, uh, and maybe, you know, a little bit of snow. Uh, next week with temperatures basically in the 30s. So a wintry feel next week.
4: All right. And then real quick, everybody who's out today, Black Friday shopping tomorrow, a little more shopping, hanging out. Everything looks pretty good. Next two days, uh, the rest of today and then tomorrow.
5: Yeah. Uh, Cool. Temperatures in the 30s today, tomorrow, kind of cloudy, maybe a little bit more uh, uh, a peak of sun tomorrow, but all in all, quiet weather, just kind of gray uh, for the next uh, two days, maybe a little more sun tomorrow.
4: Happy belated Thanksgiving to you and your family, buddy. Thanks for always uh, coming aboard, and we appreciate you. You got it. Have a, a nice weekend, and uh, see you
5: in uh, Philadelphia. All
4: right, you got it. Patrick Hammer on the West Her Hotline. We'll have Bill's head coach, Shaw McDermott. After this timeout, he'll give us an injury update for Sunday.
1: you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
6: We ran the ball extremely well, and I think that's what opened up a lot of things for our offense. Obviously, our defense played a heck of a game. Reggie Gilliam, Special Teams Player of the Week, setting the tone off the right way on that first kickoff. Trusting the process, not trusting the results. And again, we, we've got a long way to go in the season, but we can only take it one game at a time, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles.
4: Gosh, Allen dropping a trust the process quote. That's been around a while with Sean McDermott, who's going to join us here in a little while. To give us an injury update and look ahead to the game on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. Sal Capaccio here with you on a Buffalo football Friday on WGR Sports Radio 550, the Extra Point Show. We will have Sabres live after this and then one Bills live. And then, of course, show the Bulldog at 3 p.m. I will join them for a roundtable discussion at 4 o'clock. I told Bulldog, I, I, get me out of maybe the last segment a little early. I'm going to head down to the Sabres game tonight. Maybe see a lot of you down there. Uh, should be a fun night. Once again, if you missed the news from earlier to, earlier today, Paul Hamilton had it. <clears throat> Zach Benson staying with the club. The Sabres had a decision to make after nine games to, well, either have him sit and take up a roster spot or send him back to juniors to play or keep him here. You say, well, why? Well, because it's a contra- it's a contract thing. Basically, now that he plays, and now once he steps on the ice tonight and plays for the Sabres tonight, his first-year contract will count. His clock starts ticking on his contract. And otherwise, you could have just had that kind of toll till next year, not have the contract count if he doesn't play any more games for the Sabres this year. Once he plays a 10th game, his rookie contract begins. So that's just something to really kind of think about down the road. But the Sabres are never – they're not in a situation here where they have to worry about that. It's a couple of years from now. And even an RFA status, so that shouldn't even really be too much of a thought. There's no salary cap situation. I mean, they're starting to pay players, but and overall, honestly, the, the biggest issue and the biggest reason is Zach Benson's earned it. He's played well. The the goal he scored in Washington was phenomenal, but as Don Granado has talked about, as Kevin Adams has talked about, defensive responsibility, um, you know, the plays he makes away from the puck, things that he does, the forechecking situation. Um how he helps when he's not when he doesn't have the puck on this stick is, you know, the biggest thing that they're looking at to make this decision. And they've made it. Zach Benson a part of the Sabres tonight and this year. And tonight you're gonna get it looks like Uko Pekka UPL, starting in goal against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Big game for the Sabres after a, a tough loss the other night, one they should not have dropped to the Washington Capitals. They did. Capital scored with a minute and 15 left in regulation. Then they score with less than four seconds left in overtime. Steal two points from the Sabres, who get one point out of it. Sabres should have had two and nothing for Washington. Instead, that's a huge swing in the standings in the Eastern Conference. So, big game tonight, big game tonight against another Eastern Conference team you're going to be battling with all year for playoff positioning. The Pittsburgh Penguins. So, that's a 6 p.m. puck drop tonight. 6 p.m. We will have pregame for you again beginning at 5 p.m. Don't forget, Black Friday football game today. Dolphins at Jets. 3 o'clock, Amazon. I mean, think about what the NFL has done here for a second, okay? This is so strategic, and not that the NFL isn't normally. They usually are. It's so strategic, what they're doing here, which is you're having a Black Friday game, to keep people, you know, to, you know, for the ratings, keep people at home. But it's not just that. It's on Amazon, right? And Amazon paid billions of dollars. I think, what, $12 billion for 12 seasons or something like that? I mean, I think it's like a billion dollars a year, I think. If I remember reading it right, they pay these billions of dollars to have this TV package. And part of it is Thursday Night Football, and they have this Black Friday game. But it's not just that. It's the game they chose specifically. It's Black Friday, folks. Shopping Mecca of the United States, one of them, New York City. Hey, let's just put the game in New York where fans of the Jets will say, I'm not going shopping and spending my money. I'm going home to watch the Jets game or going to the game, and I'll shop online where Amazon comes into play. So Amazon then takes away those shoppers from New York City, from the stores, to go back to their homes, to go back to the stadium, to wherever it is, that is how many hours worth of not shopping. Think about the tailgating they're doing. Think about the game. Think about after the game. The people in New York who are going to the game, they're not shopping today. People in New York are going home to watch the game. I mean, they might be shopping this morning, but it's taking away hours of their shopping. So how do they shop instead? They go to Amazon. Brilliant. That's what they did here. So it is... Totally strategic. We'll see if they, I don't know what the contractual obligation is going forward. Like for next year, I would imagine they're going to do this every year. I mean, the NFL is always trying to find these pockets of games and times and days or whatever. I should say that they can fit new games in and new programming in. We see it all the time. Thursday night football, Saturday, Saturday night football, all the different ways that the NFL does these things. And here's a new one. Honestly, I was thinking the other day, like what's, what have they not done yet? Now I know the NFL doesn't want to play on Wednesday. I would not be surprised if at some point the NFL takes advantage of the biggest bit of the year and says, we're going to play a game on a Wednesday night right before Thanksgiving. Like that week's going to be our week. We're going to do Wednesday night, three games on Thursday as they normally do on Thanksgiving and then Black Friday. I don't think they want to touch college football Saturday. They generally don't do that in November. They don't do it till late in the year when there's no college football games on. You got Michigan-Ohio State this weekend. By the way, that's going to be amazing. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. And, maybe ha- and, and somehow say, all right, we'll actually have the teams give them a bye the week before. Or something like that. So... We'll see, though. Today, though, we have a Black Friday game at 3 o'clock. In the meantime, Sean McDermott, up next here on the Western Hotline.
2: You're listening to Buffalo Bills Football Friday on the home of the Bills, WGR, Sports Radio 550.
3: Now, here's Sal and Joe with Coach McDermott. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. By Kaleida Health, the official health care provider of the Buffalo Bills. By Dunn Tire, official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills. And by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown.
4: And Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott joins me on the Western Hotline. Good morning, Coach. Happy Friday. Joe is off today. Actually, he worked this morning. We're giving him the rest of the day off today, though. But uh, good to have you as we normally
0: do on a Friday. Right. You know, it's good to be with you guys as well. And happy uh, belated Thanksgiving to everyone out there. For sure. To you as well. Um,
4: I'll start there, Coach. How was your Thanksgiving? And do you cook the turkey at your home if you even host? Maybe
0: you went somewhere. No, no, I don't think anybody, including myself, wants me uh cooking anything, let <laughs> alone a turkey. And uh no, we had a good uh few hours together as a family and had a few people over um on the team and uh just grateful for, for that time together. Are, are you a
4: leftovers guy, Coach? I mean, I love the turkey leftovers. Are, are you a leftovers guy?
0: Yeah, I love it. Uh, my dad would always raise me on uh, my mom and my dad, and my dad in particular. Man, he would be so fired up for leftover <laughs> turkey sandwiches uh, the eve of starting the eve of Thanksgiving and going on for the next couple yes.
4: I love it. I love it. And then today, Black Friday, I know you got a lot to do. You're, you're coaching and, and you know, you got a, a game to prepare for, but uh, have you been a Black Friday shopper throughout your life? I mean, how do you, how, how do you handle today?
0: Yeah, I, I, I uh, focus on Christmas about a day before. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not really good at that, in particular, when the season's going on here.
4: All right, Coach, we appreciate that. Let's get to uh, your injury update. You have a couple of guys in the concussion protocol. One did return to practice yesterday, Taron Johnson, but a lot of names on the injury list. Anybody declared out for Sunday as of now?
0: Yeah, so we'll have Dane, uh, both Dane Jackson and Taylor Rapp will be out for the game. Uh, The rest will practice in some capacity today, and we'll see. And then the update on Taron Johnson is that he he has cleared concussion protocol.
4: Okay, thank you very much for that. And I did notice, and you said last week, even though um, Dawson was eligible to come off, he has not practiced this week, so that's not something that's happening. But uh, how's he progressing, and, you know, Dawson Knox, and, you know, obviously with the fact that he could be eligible going forward?
0: Yeah, I mean, he continues to take it uh, one day at a time, and he's he's working hard, and it's just really right now about um, his injury continuing to heal, and, and some of that's just going to take some time.
4: Okay, Coach, um, I am thinking about cam lewis a little bit here because you know he's a guy that's on the injury report but just all the things he does for you i mean i i can't remember a lot of guys who are really kind of the primary backup at two separate positions if you want to call it that you know safety and he's listed as a safety on the roster he's also the backup nickel and i don't know if he gets necessarily the recognition he deserves to be able to handle all that can you just talk a little bit about what he's meant to your football team and being able to handle all those roles including obviously special teams
0: Well, we talk about that value of position flexibility and and when you're shaping the roster, you know, towards the end of training camp, you're always keeping that in mind. Um, In a case like Cam, he can play, to your point, more than one position and has done a nice job with that this year, including his role on special teams, which is very valuable as well.
4: Speaking of special teams... I don't know if it's how often you get a guy that's special teams player of the week for you know making tackles and causing fumbles. It's usually a a punter, I mean a kicker, or a punter, or someone like that, a guy with a return. But Reggie Gilliam, uh, what did what he did last week a mean for your football team in that moment in that game, and b just overall what he's meant to your roster?
0: You try and have an identity on as a team, number one, but also in this case uh, an identity on special teams, and and that's what you saw. Um, on the opening kickoff last week, uh, it just really it lifted the entire stadium, including, including the team and, and, um, you know, the way he ran down there, the way they were covering kicks early in the game in particular, you could just tell there was, they were covering with a, a purpose that was bigger than themselves.
4: Sean this week you take on the Philadelphia Eagles. We know how good they are in short yardage. We've all talked about, you know, the the play that they use, but your team actually has been very good on short yardage as well. Third and short conversions in the NFL this year, uh the the numbers are actually uh the Buffalo Bills, I think um in that situation you lead the NFL. What's been the secret? What is the secret in those short yardage situations for your team offensively to make sure you convert?
0: Well, I think more than anything it comes down to uh, force against force, right, and and that's mm-hmm. some of the case with their situation in Philadelphia as well. the 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 play that gets so celebrated, I guess you'd say, um, around or at least in Philadelphia, is that is that tush push play that they use, and um, it's really force on force, and uh, it's really more of a rugby style play to begin with.
4: And then obviously, uh, with your team going into Philadelphia this week, a very tough challenge. It's not just that play, obviously, short yardage, but they have weapons all over the place. Uh, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, um, just the challenge your team faces to to face an offense that really is so well-balanced, and can do so many things, and of course, out of the backfield, DeAndre Swift and the players they have.
0: Well, you said it. They're very talented. Uh, They do a great job every year of of putting a Super Bowl-talented team on the field, and um, and so we have to we have to defend it right on on, on defense. Uh, the names that you mentioned, uh, I think DeAndre Swift is really um, you know rejuvenated his his career and um, you know going back home to Philadelphia where he's from. And then AJ Brown, uh, Jalen Hurts, um, you know the other receivers. I mean they do a great job and they're explosive. Um, they break tackles and then defensively. I mean, again, similar conversation here the, the talent that they have up front, the way they've invested in, in their corners. Um, I mean, they've got a very talented football team.
4: Yeah. And then James Cook on, on, on your side of the ball last week, I asked you the question about, you know, the fumble he had. How'd you feel he responded last week um, in the numbers he put up in the, in the game that he had? It seemed like it um, seems like James kind of flying under the radar, I think nationally with maybe some of the production he's had, but just the response and the demeanor he had in practice and in that game last week.
0: Well, it was consistent. The way he started the week, again, just, um, you know, with intent, with purpose uh, to play that way. And he went out and they played that way. And this is a young player that, you know, I believe is having a really good season. And he's learning um, that in order to play that way, you've got to be consistent in practice every week, not just every other week, but every week. And that's all maturity and growth for James as he continues to develop here.
4: And coach, before I let you go, obviously we just want to touch on Joe Brady and his job in his first week. Now his first full week as offensive coordinator um, and the job that he did last week to prepare his team on what would be a short week in his role, but now having maybe a chance to breathe a little bit, to kind of step back and and do some different things. What have you seen from him this week and the reaction of that side of the ball with the coaches and players?
0: I would say um, rather consistent uh, the way Joe led last week and, the, the level of collaboration that he had with the offensive staff, and then into the into the players on offense, has been similar this week. So uh, I think that consistent approach is is important. Just because you got the result one week doesn't mean you all of a sudden change things up or become bigger than you need to be. It's about about the team and about that consistent approach.
4: All right, Sean. Well, safe travels to Philadelphia. We'll see you there on Sunday. Happy belated uh, Thanksgiving to you and your family.
0: All right. Same to you guys. Have a great weekend.
4: Okay. Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Big news right there that the Bills have ruled out both Dane Jackson and Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp is a bit of a surprise to be ruled out in one sense because Sean had said that he had a chance to play, and he was in, in on Monday, and then he was obviously getting better as the week went on and being limited and upgrade, I should say, as a participant in practice. But also not a surprise in another sense where he had this significant neck injury where he was put on a stretcher, put in an ambulance, and taken off the field. So Taylor Rapp won't play. Dane Jackson won't play. The Bills will be down a corner. But the good news, encouraging news is Taron Johnson has cleared concussion protocol. He will play for the Bills on Sunday, it appears. He will play, I should say. Um, You know, anything could happen. But he looks to be on track to play. That's a big, big addition for the bills for a guy that maybe they would have been without we'll see what they do at safety i would think this means Demar hamlin is most likely active we'll see how they play it out with the roster and with the numbers in the meantime thanks to sean mcdermott and you can find that interview on demand at wgr550.com and on the odyssey app if you missed any of it we'll take a timeout we'll come back here we will wrap up your friday black friday here on the extra point show